17 days, 5 hours, 26 minutes, and 54 seconds to go. That's the countdown on my phone to the pastoral mission to Tanzania. You might have gotten the email this week, but I am heading with a group of pastors from the St. Paul Area Synod, pastors and deacons, and we are heading to Tanzania to meet with African counterparts, to study, to learn from each other, to share wisdom that we've gleaned from our respective contexts, which are very different, but we share a common passion for God's people and the growth of the church. And so we're looking forward to all that is going to come out of that. I've been preparing for that trip for some time now, and there has been a lot of prayer. There has been a lot of prayerful conversations as we, I yearn for, what is God going to do among this group of pastors? What is God going to, how is God going to bless the church as the result of this this mission and what lies ahead for us as a congregation as we give thanks to God for long-standing relationships with the church in Africa and we look forward to what God is going to do together with us into the future. I was sharing my excitement, my enthusiasm with my spiritual director in a conversation at the end of the week. And as all good spiritual directors do, they listen, and then they ask you to think about things that you're not thinking about. I was so excited about the future and what God's going to do and and, and wondering and worrying and all about that. And my spiritual director asked me, so how are you being present in this moment? As you get ready to go over there, how are you being prepared to be here? Where is God in this day and among the relationships and the people that you will encounter, not in three weeks, but in the next 24 hours? It's a good question, a good reminder that there needs to be a balance for the church between what is to come and where we are. In this morning's gospel, as Matthew begins to tell the earthly ministry of Jesus, as he begins to tell the story of the ways that he reached out and he was present in the lives of people who are struggling and hurting as he shared God's grace and and God's presence with them. At that start is a baptism. Jesus himself is baptized. And as we hear from the story, John the Baptist is not quite so sure about that. He says, no, I, I need to be baptized by you. But Jesus says, no, it must be done to fulfill all righteousness. Now that word righteousness, that's a big churchy word, isn't it? That's one that we throw around a lot in churches. You you hear it in in hymns and things and, 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 and it kind of maybe even scares us a little bit. 
It sounds kind of like a really holy word, right? Like, we can't be righteous. That's, that's something for, for, for really good people, not like the rest of us. But that's not what the word means. A dear friend to us all, Kathy DeCray, who used to teach Greek and Latin, she knew how to translate the ancient languages, and she said that word righteousness, the best way to translate that is to be in right relationships. Oh, so righteousness is not some removed, holier-than-thou kind of concept. It means to be in a right relationship with someone else. It means to be caring and be supportive. And, and to, you, we all know how it is when relationships are good. And they work. They give back and forth. We know what it means to be in right relations. That's what the word means. In right relations with each other and also with God. Jesus is baptized so that all those who will be baptized in the future, who will be connected to Christ, will be in a right relationship with God. The identity that is proclaimed at Jesus' baptism is our identity as well. A child of God. God looks upon the life of Jesus and says, you're my beloved child and you I am well pleased. And we're given a, a glimpse. What does a life that is pleasing to God look like? What does a child to God look like that makes God smile? Well, there we have that life of Jesus that reveals to us the way that we are to love one another, the way that we are to be kind to one another, the way that we are to reach out and care for those who are down. The way that we are called to be both present in the moment and open to God's future. As the baptized people of God... As the church, as those who are gathered around Christ, we are called to be here. Not someplace else. Here. Present. With one another. We are to be present in the midst of the joys and the struggles of life. We are meant to be present in the lives of those in this building and beyond our walls, those who are hurting today, those who feel excluded today, those who do not have enough today, we are invited to be present and to share that presence and that grace of God with them. And we are invited into the coming kingdom of Christ. A kingdom that will bring with it peace and justice, not just for one group of people, but for the whole world. A kingdom that will have people yearning and working together, building bridges, caring for the planet and each other. A kingdom in which the right relationship that God has with us will be 
manifested. It will be everywhere we look. And so we walk into that future being present today with the love and the care of Christ. In just about 10 minutes or so, at the end of this worship, we're going to be sharing special prayers with two special people. We're going to be praying for Dr. Ken Olson and Bertie Olson, our congregation president. They will be heading off to Africa a little ahead of me. They got to warn everybody over there. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, they have worked with both the church and the, the medical school connected to the University of Minnesota for, for many years. And Ken will be working with medical students in the Alula Hospital. And Bertie will be working in the Lutheran Center in Oringa, helping to pay the student fees and helping to manage all of that, that, that partnership that, that goes back and forth between St. Paul and, and Iringa. And we're going to pray prayers with them. We're going to have the kids come up and lay hands on them. And we're going to use some oil to make the sign of the cross on their forehead. The oil actually come, came uh, from a pastor friend of mine earlier in the week. It has frankincense and myrrh no gold, I'm sorry, but frankincense and myrrh, a reminder of the wise men who traveled afar, who, who sought God's love and God's care away from home and, and followed that into places unknown. And we're going to pray and ask for God's presence to them as they travel to Tanzania. But that prayer, in some way, is just kind of illustrated in their travel. That prayer we give every single week. It's a prayer of blessing. That God may be with all of us as we travel near and far. That God would help each of us to be aware of God's presence in our lives right here, right now. That God's love and God's care is part of what we travel with as God's children, marked with the cross of Christ forever. And, and as they go, as we go, to be reminded that our work and our words and our presence matter in helping bringing forth what God is yet to do. We participate in God's coming kingdom. And it is a blessing, a privilege to be able to do that. So may God bless each of us, near and far, to be present, to yearn for God's kingdom as we travel as God's people. Amen. <laughs>